Hello, hello. Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome back. We've got a relatively busy boozer here tonight. Um, we've got Park himself, we've got Fitz, and we've got Tim. And least but not least, we have South Carolina's finest, Alex Malinelli. Tonight we're talking about FA Cup Roundup, we're talking about mock drafts, we're talking about the golf match. Uh, and before we get into all of that, We'll have a quick word with Alex Marinelli. How's it hey, going? Perfect. Alex, man, thank you so much for hopping on. Dude, you have been crushing it on social media, TikTok. You snuck your way to the algorithm, man. And uh, I, it did not disappoint whatsoever, man. So thank you so thank much you. for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. I'm super excited. It's going to be a good time for sure. Hey, hell yeah. Well, with a name like Marinelli, we were talking about this before we hopped on, man. How did you get down to South Carolina? Are you from that area? Uh, tell us kind of the birth of Alex. Absolutely. Um, I was born and raised in Columbus, Ohio. Um, that's where my roots are. Um, oh, H. Ohio, yes, sir. You know about it. Ohio State, born and raised. That was that was my blood. I, I bled it every day. Um, and then kindergarten, my dad got a job opportunity in Savannah, Georgia. Um, so we packed our things and we moved down south. and. I've been raised a Georgia boy. Um, as much as I initially didn't like it, that's what I became. And so I got y'all coming out of me left and right. And I love sweet tea. And that's just become a part of me. Um, and, you know, when I was looking at colleges, um, I, tell, I tell the story all the time. But I swear to you, my mother made me go on at least 35 college visits. We toured every university on the East Coast, big, small, SEC, Big Ten, ACC, we were there and we were looking at it and it was exhausting. Um, but I had finally narrowed it down and I had between Georgia and South Carolina um, and the little University of Dayton up in Ohio and had some opportunities here. And um, I don't know, I was just, I felt like I was called to come here and, and be a Gamecock. And so I found myself here and I absolutely love it. It's, it's a great place to be, a great place to, to be a student and to be a fan and to work, obviously. Um, and it's become the biggest part of who I am. So I love it. Dude, absolutely, man. What a great story. And, you know, something I think a lot of people can relate to. And and just, oh, man, like picking South Carolina, you pick a hotbed. Like we were talking before we went live, women's basketball just cut down the nets with the natty. Awesome yeah. to experience it. The spring game last week or two weekends ago was phenomenal. The crowd was amazing there. You yeah. guys are crushing it right now. So I know campus is buzzing. It absolutely is. It's um, we talk about like South Carolina as a university being on, on the rise and just like the energy in Columbia right now is is unbelievable. Like you said, from women's basketball, um, winning the Natty and just like what Shane Beamer is doing for this football program in the city. Um, you could just feel the buzz on campus, off campus, in the city, in the area. You just feel it every day. Um, and so. University of South Carolina being a Gamecock is on the rise and it's the hot topic and it's exciting to be like on this wave right now as, as it grows into who knows what it's going to be in the next year. So, Dude, absolutely, man. And, you know, t for people who don't know about South Carolina's culture, I mean, you guys are in the SEC, you're in the thick of it. And oh, yeah. You guys have some fun, but you, you also buckle down and get it done when the job needs to get done. Uh, so what's like, a you know, especially with you being a content creator and a video, video, all right, talk, <laughs> videographic <laughs> golly i cannot talk guy who takes videos i'm just done i'm throwing it out the window uh you know how is your day-to-day -day life man i'm sure it's jam-packed it's it's definitely jam-packed um you know i'm a student intern for for the athletic department so i'm balancing school life 
with, you know, being, being an intern, being on staff. Um, and so, you know, my day looks like getting up, going to class all day, finding some time to get over to the office, work on some content. Um, and then, you know, it depends on, you know, during the football season, we are, we are going every single day. It's, it's content um, just constantly, you know, that's our goal is to, is to create content that is king. Um, and so, you know, all, all season long, we're just buckled down. And especially on a game day on Saturday, like we're there all day and we're in during the day or in during the night. It's, it's the best part about it is being in the atmosphere and around it. But, you know, at the same time, it's, you know, we're students, I'm a student. So like, I got to balance my work life with my school life and, and also my social life too. So it's, it's busy and it's a lot kind of all at once, but it's, it's nothing that I, that I hate. I love it every single day. And like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for the world. And so Yes, it's absolutely a lot, but it's totally worth it. Hey, I love that answer. That's a that's a phenomenal answer. So, you know, we a couple of weeks ago, really a couple of months ago, uh, we had Max Renfo and the App State video guys on here, and and you know they've been really pushed the social media, and you know they've kind of been forerunners. You know, had T Henny busting out the water, and then yeah. you know some colleges that have copied that. But you guys kind of have your own style going on right now with your content. Uh, what makes you guys different from these other major programs? Yeah, I mean, I think you know the direction that we're going in right now is, you know, Shane Beamer is everything that everybody wants in a head coach. Um, you talk about like the foundations of our program is above all else, like it's love. Um, and so when you talk about the culture that he's creating here, it makes it really easy to create content because when we think about it, it's like, you know, whatever we're doing, it boils down to love and showing like that this program and this culture is something that guys want to buy into and be a part of. And so, you know, now that's our focus and at other times it wasn't. <clears throat> and so, you know, now we are creating content that's based off of love and showing that these guys in the locker room are a family um, and that we're creating like a culture that is unlike any other in the SEC or in the country. And so, you know, when we're doing videos, when we're doing graphics, recruiting, everything like that, like that's our main focus is, is creating this, this culture that Shane Beamer is, is, creating on his own um it's become just the biggest part of what this culture or what this program is is becoming and what this city is rallying behind um so that's mainly our focus yeah i mean that's that's a great thing coach beamer just seems like one hell of a dude any from the outside looking in he seems like just a quality guy a fun guy yeah. electric guy who we can always get behind here and then yeah. like you said he's centering everything around love which me as a coach i that i love to preach that and so that's awesome to hear yeah, definitely. I mean, he, you know, he's a great guy. He, I've, I've had countless interactions with him. Um, you know, every time it's just so genuine. Like he's, he's just, he's everything you want in a boss. Cause at the end of the day, he's my boss. Um, he's one of my bosses, <clears throat> but you know, I played sports my whole life and I had a variety of different coaches, but when you, you look at what, what coach Beamer's doing every day, like he's the guy that, everybody wants their coach to be um and so you know it reflects not only the players but the staff the coaching staff and then it, it you know leaks into like our department and recruiting and nutrition and before you know it it's literally everywhere and like you know i talk i think about back when i was a freshman and, and times were a little different here in the program and like there was a different vibe in the office and in in facilities and now you just you walk in and like you can feel something special here um and and it's all stemming from him and you know what he's done with our coaching staff and 
what we're doing on the creative side and on the recruiting side. And so it's all just kind of coming together to create this like unforgettable experience and, and culture here. That I mean, you hit the nail on the head there and especially with recruiting, like yeah. you guys, you know, typically I feel like past five years, this thing has skyrocketed here. Cause like when we were going through recruiting and all that stuff, it was like, Hey, here's your, here's your letter. Good luck. You know, now it's like making graphics, making videos and, and you, you've got to strike, you know, stroke a 60 year old's ego here to get him to come. And yeah. you've got to be next level at it. Like big programs are not doing a really good job at this, but you guys are crushing it out of the park. Uh, so how much pressure is, it, especially during like that, that national signing day, how much pressure is on you guys to say, Hey, we got to pump out some really crazy ass stuff here. to get these kids You know, I'll be honest with you. It's it there. I feel like there isn't a whole lot of pressure. Um, you know, our staff, like, our full-time staff is the best in the country. Um, you talk about guys and gals that like literally just are the best at what they do. Um, and so, you know, recruiting season and the summer, like that doesn't phase them at all. Like they know their job and they know what they got to do. And they come in every day with the, with the goal in mind and they do it and they kill it. And it's, you know, it's cool to see other, other schools too. I mean, there's so many other schools that are doing just phenomenal things for recruiting. And like, you know, we're all kind of, trying to edge each other out, but everybody's doing their own thing, which makes recruiting so fun. It's like, you know, you, you know, when people come here, we take them to the stadium, we have a big recruiting setup where they get lights and they get smoke and like, that's all fun. And then you go to another school and they get like a big throne to sit on. And I think that's what makes the recruiting process for, for up and coming guys. So cool is they get to go to all these different schools and, and experience like a different atmosphere everywhere they go. Um, but our guys here, like they, they know what their job is and they kill it every single day. And it's never been a question for them. Like they've been doing this for years and this is like clockwork for them. And, you know, I've, I've been, I haven't done a whole lot of recruiting stuff, uh, but when I've been down there and I've been a part of it, like it, it just runs like clockwork. It's easy. It's, it's fun. The guys that come in, love it. We got guys that come in two or three or four times for visits and they do the exact same thing and they love it every single time. So like, you know when when that is the feeling that people get, like they are enjoying what they're what they're getting as an experience here. Um, so, yeah, but our our team kills it. Like they they're the best in the world, and they they embrace that and they know what their job is and they do it every day. Hey, that's amazing to hear. See, to me, I'd be stressed the hell out. You know, I got Coach Beamer breathing on my neck. You know, I don't want another Brian Kelly incident where he's dancing with a recruit. You know, turn <laughs> into a meme here. So make sure Coach yeah. Beamer stays away from that. But yeah, good for you guys. Well, boys. Any other questions before we put Alex on the hot seat here? <laughs> I might yeah, have some. Good. I might have some hot seat questions. Perfect, perfect. Just a quick one, Alex. Um, obviously, yeah. you cover so many different sports. Um, when you like took on the role, was there a sport that you weren't that interested in to at the start, but now after covering it, you absolutely love? Yeah, um, definitely. I. Last spring, um, you know, our spring sports are so many that happen at once from, you know, baseball, softball, track, tennis, beach volleyball, you know, there's so much going on. And we, as students, we sign up every month for events and, you know, our full-time staff kind of decipher who goes where and what opportunities people get. Um, <clears throat> and so somebody said, hey, you know, you might want to go shoot, shoot beach volleyball. Like, it's a fun environment. You can take your shoes off, get your feet in the sand. It's a good time. I was like, that sounds good to me. I'll give it a shot. We'll see what happens. Um, you know, I, for being a guy that lives on the beach, literally have the beach 10 minutes away from my house in Savannah, not a whole lot of beach volleyball. 
Um, but I was like, you know what? I'll go out there. I'll see what it, what it's about. And, you know, they are the most fun team to be around. You talk about like a group of girls that just, they kill it. Like they have so much fun. Um, and I got out there the first time and there was music playing and they're all in the sand and they're all just like having a good time. And I was like, this is, this is different. And I was a little bit like not really ready for it initially. And they broke me out of my comfort zone. And, and now they're one of my favorite teams to shoot just because <clears throat> they're a good team. They're a fun team. And when you got a good team that's having fun, that makes good content every time. And so, you know, I love going out to, to Wheelie B, as they call it, Wheeler Beach, um, <laughs> which is one of the best, apparently one of the best uh, beach volleyball facilities in the country. Um, and, you know, they got a whole beach out there. And like I said, we kick our shoes off and get our feet in the sand and have a camera in hand. And it's like, it literally could not get any better than this. So that that's definitely the one that like, I never would have thought I would have shot one or two really enjoyed and it became the opposite. So that sounds pretty cool. That sounds actually very, very chilled out, which sounds yeah. great. Yeah. I, I would be fired from that immediately. <laughs> chill up in the sand, <laughs> cold drink, like, oh, I forgot my camera at the car. Dang. Oh, well. <laughs> I'll be honest awesome. with you. When you're out there, it's like, it's like, you know what? Like, this is chill environment, good music, beach. Yeah. Like, you know, these are good vibes. Like, I could just hang out here all day. But, you know, we got a job to do, too. <laughs> we got to get that content. We got to crank it out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, Alex, kind of piggybacking off of Matt here. Uh, you cover a lot of sports. You cover a lot of things. What is, like, your Picasso piece? What is, you know, you look at something you create and you just do, like, the chef's kiss. You're just like, man, this is this is what I do this for. What, what is it? I think for me um, – I really, I think it's about like the relationships between our staff and the fans. Um, like, I think the most special thing for me as a creative is being in Williams Bryce. I mean, I'm looking at it right now and I can picture 85,000 people in there screaming their hearts out and like being on the field and feeling that emotion and being able to capture it. And like, not a lot of people get to do that, whether it's, you know, literally any other sport. I mean, being in the SEC is one thing, but being at South Carolina and being at Williams Bryce is completely different. And like the energy in that stadium is unlike any other. And so, you know, when you get to feel that, like it's, it's honestly, you know, we talk about all the time, like it's, it's an emotional thing because it just is so powerful. Um, and when you get like a really good shot or you get a really good fan moment, like it just is that Picasso. It's that chef's kiss of like, yes, like this is capturing people who love this team, love this university, like love coming to Williams Bryce for football games. Um, and so that, that really is it. And like, you know, we talk, we, we do a lot of, we come early to games and we go out to the tailgates um, and just like interacting with people um, is super cool as, you know, we, I like to think of myself as, you know, as I am on staff, I'm also serving these fans and serving our, our students. And so, when I go out, I love to have connections with people and talk to people and get content of families tailgating and having a good time. And like, you know, I, I think, I think y'all found me from that TikTok that I did and it was like the stereotypes of a game day. Um, and those are funny and all, but it's true. Like it's, we go out there and we interact with hundreds of people before a game and we just get to be with them and, and, you know, tell their story. And some of them have crazy stories to tell. Like, you know, we, we interviewed one guy and he, he said that he he took his wife, his current wife, on their first date to a, to a game at Willie B. 
when they were like sophomores in, in, in college. And now their tradition is they go to every home game and they've done it for 40 years. And it's like that kind of stuff, like you don't really hear about it unless you get out and you get into the thick of it and you like ask people. And people, our fans are so willing to like share their stories and let us be a part of their lives and their game day experience. Um, which I just, I think is so special. Like, you know, you talk about getting really good content and like that and like being chef's kiss and like, oh, everything is hype. And that's what people think this is all about, but it's not like we, you know, we're telling a story um, about a culture that's shifting in this program and at this university. And so when we can take people that have been, you know, graduates and alumni from four years ago to two years ago, like there's a big difference between those two and then current students and, future students and little kids like I like I love there's these kids that come out every day every Saturday and they play football they just I don't know it's like two hand touch slash they tackle the hell out of each other half the time. <laughs> and I think I, I think week three I went out there and I I always walk by him I never I never say anything and week three I was like all right I'm I'm going in I'm getting in it and I was like I'm bringing the camera in I was like all right we're you know what we're gonna make it happen you guys do your thing I'll do my thing and damn, did they run the hell out of me. I mean, I was <laughs> going to the left, to the right. They're like screaming at me. They're like, that's a flag. I'm like, dude, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just shooting this. Like, I don't, this is not my call. And they're like, you're the old guy. Like, you, you're the man. You should know. I'm like, no, I shouldn't. This is not, like, you just tackled him. This is too hand touch. Also, you've been in the backfield for like 30 seconds. You would have been sacked by now, bro. Like, don't even. But it's like, it's that kind of stuff. And it's just like, it's fun. And then, Weeks later, like in January, months later in January, I had a kid comment on one of my TikToks. He's like, dude, like, I remember you came out and shot video of us playing football. That was super cool. And it's like that kind of stuff is what makes all of this worth it. Because it's like, you know, we're doing stuff that is resonating with people and it's being a part of their game day experience and stuff that they remember. And like that, that honestly is the ultimate chef's kiss of like, you know, serving these fans and serving these kids. Like I'm a big kids guy. I love interacting with like younger kids, especially on game day. And so like, that's the chef's kiss for me. Nice. That's a good answer. Yeah. I, I feel like the more guests we have on this podcast, it's all getting tied back to relationships, particularly yeah. with the fans. And so um, it's interesting to get that kind of perspective when, you know, before this podcast, we, I never thought about that, but um yeah, interesting. Really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, Alex, I want to ask you the tough question here. Go ahead. Um, how do you compete with the other teams in the state, primarily the team that wears orange and rubs a rock before they go on the field? <laughs> and and even, a, even a team down in Myrtle Beach that, yeah. that's been given our alum uh, App State a run for its money in Coastal Carolina. Yeah. What is the appeal? Like, what would you say, and maybe even your staff, like what is what is appealing about South Carolina, USC Gamecock versus, versus some of the other schools in the state? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think about, you know, I'm not from South Carolina. Um, and, like, I honestly really wasn't from the South. Like, like I said, like I was born a Buckeye fan. So, you know, when I came down to the South, I was like, oh, UGA Bulldogs, South Carolina Gamecocks, like Florida Gators are all the same. I was like, I hate all of them. I hate all of them. Buckeye for life, whatever. Um, but like when I came here, I quickly learned about this, this big rivalry with that team up upstate. And 
about this team out at the beach that came out of nowhere a couple of years ago and they've been killing it ever since. And so, you know, for a creative side, like we, I think the three universities, we do a really good job of, of kind of building each other up. You know, we have three really solid teams of, of people. Um, you know, Clemson does an amazing job with their creative content um, as much as, as they're our rivals and, and we want to go at them all the time. Like the stuff that they do is incredible. And then, you know, you got guys like Thomas out in Coastal Carolina, and he's killing it out there. And, like, it's a small school, but they're making a big impact on the college football scale and, like, as a team, but also as, like, a content team. And so, you know, I think all three of them, honestly, are really great. Um, I think for South Carolina, like, the thing that makes us special right now specifically is, is this culture shift. Um, and, you know, you can't really experience it until you feel it. Um, and, you know, for us, like on the content side, like that's, that's what we're working on is, is creating content that you can feel. Like we want you to feel this culture shift. We want you to feel the Beamer era coming at you like a freight train. Cause it is like, we talk about the Shane train, like it's a real thing. And you know, in Columbia, we feel it every day and, you know, but you're far, if you're farther away, you don't get to experience it. And that's, and that's the same thing with Don Staley and women's basketball. And like, they came out of nowhere and they won the Natty and, it surprised people because UConn's the big powerhouse and NC State and San Sanford, whatever. But like, they came like a freight train, and you know this culture that is at South Carolina's university and as an athletics department is special, and it's it's really becoming one of the biggest parts of this university. Um, and so, you know, I say, bring it on. Like we, as a content team, our job is to tell that story, and we we try to do that every day. Um, and obviously all those other schools are doing that too. And they're doing a phenomenal job, but you know, we have a culture shift that's happening here. And I think culture is like one of the biggest parts of anything that you can be a part of. And, and being on a culture shift is, is super, super cool to be a part of and super special. And I think that's what makes us stand out, especially right now. It's an amazing answer. Yeah. Great answer. Well, Alex, if you're ready for it, we'll put you on the hot seat here. First answer comes to mind. Let it rip, man. Go and ahead. Uh, we'll have some fun with it. Cool. Hold on. Let me pause you real quick. I got to put my charger on my computer. Go for it. <laughs> we don't want that fire on the hot seat. <laughs> it's too hot. I just, like, completely go offline. You guys are like, no, nah, he couldn't handle it. It's, he's done. He's done. I'm out. <laughs> I got a for I do have three hot seat questions, by the way, Hacking. Yeah, Fitz, I, if you want. I just came up with. Perfect. Fitz, and we'll let you go first when he gets settled in. And then we'll... All right. Just a little warm up. Yeah. You bring yeah. them on. I'm ready for you. All right. Republic Beer Garden or Pearl's Oyster Bar? I got to say Republic Beer Garden. It is – the food is good, but they have Wednesday night uh, – Trivia. Trivia. And it's unmatched. It's so much fun. My friends and I go there all the time and we do Wednesday night trivia. And like we stumbled upon it one night, we went there for dinner and we were like, okay, there's trivia happening right now. Let's buy in, let's do it. And it became like a big part of what we do. We go all the time and it's a great time. So I would, Dude, I go to trivia. We need to, we got to combine the combined forces here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although have you had an oyster shooter at Pearl's? I have not. Yeah. You got to get Columbia points by doing that. Definitely. Move. I'll be honest with you. I don't have a lot of Columbia points. I get made fun of all the time for never going to restaurants in Columbia. So I might have to do that to boost. That's my- all good. Hey, you did trivia at Beer Garden, so that's yeah. that's something. All right, tin roof 
or CWP? I think I'd have to say CWP. Okay. It's a little country dancing. A little yep. country dancing. You can't go wrong. I mean, everybody that goes there has a good time. Put the cowboy boots on, cowboy hat, and you, you jam out, line dancing. Can't go wrong with that, right? Nice. All right, last one. Favorite game cock? I'm going to go with an unconventional answer, and my answer is Frank Martin. Um, he is one of my all-time favorite people ever. Um, I've, you know, I got to work for him for three years, and um, I played basketball my whole life. So you want to talk about like my AAU ball coach in high school was the exact same way that he was. And so when I came to South Carolina, I was like, dang, this is another day. Another day, it's literally nothing, nothing different from my AU coach, and so I, I totally bought into everything he was about, and you know, it was sad to see him go, and we're we're looking forward to the future of South Carolina men's basketball. But he was a lot of fun to be around, and he's just the most genuine guy. Um, you know, he he's got a high head, and and on on the court, um, but he, you know, his love for his players, his staff us as creatives even like he just he cares so much and he's just one of the most genuine people and so when i think about all-time great south carolina it's not a player it's a coach and it's frank martin that's a solid answer he seems just like a fireball man you know it's it's actually it's pretty crazy you know a lot of people think that and it's true um but it it stems from passion and it stems from love for his players and you know he he buys into his guys day one. Like he's he's got their back always, and you know his foundations as a as a coach are building men and building guys that are are a, a significant part of society. And so he's building these men, these boys, and creating them, building them into men. And so you know you see it on TV, you see it in the pictures. It's iconic. It's what Frank Martin is. Like you think, oh, he's this crazy hothead, but it it's fueled out of love and it's fueled out of like wanting these guys to be the best that they possibly can be. Um, and once you're around it a lot, you get to see it. And it's, it's pretty special. Absolutely. Hell yeah. I'm here for that answer. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to give you a little easy one and we'll get into it a little bit more. Kind of like what Fitz did for you a little bit. I don't know if his is easy though, <laughs> but um, all time favorite Gamecock memory so far. Wow. That's a good one. I think I have two. Um, it would probably be, when Alabama came my freshman year, so that was 2019, we did not win that game. Uh, but I was a student. I was in the student section. And it was first quarter. I think they had scored. I think we had scored. We were on like a fourth and maybe eight, something like that. And we were lined up for a field goal. And we were like, all right, we're, we'll get three out of this, whatever. Everyone's like kind of settling down. And they run this fake kick to perfection none of, i mean when you talk about a student section that literally lost it like we're all over each other on the ground like i had beer all over me it was it was hot and sweaty it was 110 degrees all day. so it was just gross like we lost it and then like like the whole stadium it was just it was insane and then we looked down on the field and there's like eight flags and we're like oh, you gotta be kidding me and they call it back for I guess it was a false start or something like that. So that moment was, I mean, I don't think I've ever been a part of a sports moment that loud and like that crazy. Um, and I still tell people that like, people will be like, Oh, what's your favorite moment of Williams Price? And it's that moment. Cause like, even though we didn't even get the call, like it was the most special thing I've ever been a part of like that many people just like 
it was wild. But I also think about like what I was telling y'all before we, we hopped on of, you know, when the women's team won the national championship, um, we had probably 10 guys from our staff that we all went and got dinner before and half of us went to T Coop and, and we're ready to get that foul shot and half of us went to five points and my group went to T Coop and we got there about 10 minutes early um, and there was nobody there. We were looking around we were like, all right, so people aren't going to the fountain. It's just not like 2017 when men's when this is not going to be what we thought it was and slowly people started coming and coming and coming and then we look around and there's maybe 200 people and we're like okay this is you know if if the clock runs out at zero this will be good enough to get a piece out of it for a video um and so the four of us hopped in the fountain first which was disgusting i mean we got the box it was like it was, it was, it was gross but everyone was like oh y'all are in it first how does it feel it's, like, it's gross it's nasty you don't have to get in if you don't want to but they're like no we're getting in so you know we're like all we, we had like grouped up maybe with like two minutes ago we were to all talking about like okay here's our game plan and then we broke and we turned around and there was literally just a sea of people around the edge of the fountain and i was like this is about to be special and so these everyone's watching it on their phones and like they're counting it down like 10 9 8 and they all just see like it's just like a like a giant wave of people just crash into each other all at the same time and it was unbelievable like you talk about like rushing a court rushing a field rushing a fountain is as good if not better like it's wet and people are screaming and like it was dark and the only lights that were there were phone lights and so it was like okay pretty cinematic you were kind of, kind of looking around and you're like this is a movie for real like this is this is crazy but you know that was cool and then 10 minutes later we look around and there's got to be 5,000 students like the, like nobody could move in the fountain around the fountain it was just people as far as you could see everyone's screaming chanting and like at it got to the point where we were like all right we've gotten all the content we need like let's just live in the moment like be a part of this and so you know we all were just a part of it and a part of this memorable experience and, and history for South Carolina and it was it was unforgettable it was top five moment of my life just capturing it one and then being a part of it too and just being with friends and co-workers and just experiencing like that energy was incredible yeah absolutely wow and I had to google a picture of the fountain to see what you were talking about there but yeah yeah okay I see, I see what you're saying I love it um biggest inspiration for doing what you're doing right now so someone you look up to or you gather yeah. inspiration from honestly my biggest inspiration is my boss Justin King um you know I don't know if that's a name that comes to mind for y'all, um, but for me, it initially didn't either. Uh, when I went to college, my plan was to do graphic design, and I knew that I wanted to do it for sports, but like I had never picked up a camera. I'd never edited anything ever in my life. Um, <clears throat> and so freshman year, you know, we were a week or two into the football season, and all my friends at UJ were like, oh, South Carolina football. There's nothing like Sanford Stadium and the dogs. And... I was tired of hearing it, so I hopped on iMovie and I downloaded a bunch of YouTube and Instagram videos illegally and cut together this thing and put it on my Instagram. And before I knew it, like Barstool Gamecocks was like, yo, we want this. Can you send it to us? And I was like, sure. And before I knew it, it was popping off and 
it was fun and it was like it was electric and I was like okay I want to do this every week like this, I, I don't know what I'm doing but this is fun so I started doing it and a couple weeks in people were like hey like if you're serious about this you got to talk to Justin King and I was like who the hell is that like I don't know who that is and they're like well you look him up and you'll figure out who it is and sure enough I find out that he's literally the guy that created the industry that I work in now like he's one of the guys that started creative media for sports and so I, of course I DM'd him and you know we we met up at a football game and he talked to me for like four seconds and he was like hey like if you want to come in one day we can talk and I was like okay um and so initially he meant nothing to me and he's become he became my boss and then he wasn't my boss and that's a whole different story if you want to hear about it I can tell it um and then he became my boss again um but honestly like you know he's the guy I look up to the most like everything that I've learned has in some way stemmed through him, whether it's literally been from him or been from people that he's hired. Um, you know, he just has such an impact on me um, as a young creative and honestly, as a man too, like I've learned so much about being like a genuine person through him. Like he's one of the most genuine people I've ever met. Um, and so I, when I think about like where I started and where I am now and like where I'm headed, um, a lot of that credit goes to him because, you know, he's not only my boss, but he's a friend and he's, He's a great coworker, um, and he's taught me so much just on every level of, of business and life and being a man. And, you know, I look up to him a lot for that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I think Max Renfo mentioned Justin King as well when we interviewed yeah. him. And, you know, like you said, he's kind of like a legend. He's kind of the birth of, of sports created or sports yeah. content, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. He, um, yeah. Yeah. Are you, are you going to send a snippet of this uh, to him? Just, uh, you know, just a little... Uh, hey, how are you doing? And <laughs> <laughs> hey, we'll dock it up for you. We'll make it sound good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what is one thing or what is one game you have circled on your calendar as a Gamecock fan or maybe even just a content creator? Like, hey, this is going to be some excellent content to make here. Yeah, that's a, honestly, that's a good question too. Um, I think for me, I think I'm I'm really looking forward to uh, to us hosting Georgia Week Three this upcoming football season. Um, you know, of course, you know we want we want the dominoes to line up and everything to fall into place how we want it for Week Three. Um, we feel pretty confident about that, and you know, on a, from the content side, like you know, we can't picture a better situation than us being two and zero, the defending champs being two and zero and us getting like a 3.30 game on CBS or a 7 p.m. late night at Williams-Brice. Like, talk about an atmosphere like any other in college football. That's it. You know, I think ahead to that, and I'm like, that could be the game of my life. You know, it's just, you know, that's what you want as a creative, as a student. Like, even as a, just as a student, like, everybody's got that weak circle. We want the defending champs, and we want to bring them here because Williams-Brice is like none other in Sandstorm pierces your soul when you are not the home team and that you know I, I've been thinking I'll be honest with you I've been thinking about that game since the schedule came out and I've been like dang like that's if there's going to be one that's going to be the one that's going to be special so I think I think about that game the most for sure hell yeah dude I'm here for that answer perfect and I I can see that scenario lined up just perfect man 3 30 game CBS seven o'clock game like you said well, all four of us will be glued to the TV watching. Maybe not Matt if it's 7 o'clock. He's probably passed out by then <laughs> if it's not a Tuesday night. But, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, 
good deal. Uh, go to like you, Gamecocks just won Saturday night. You're feeling good. Go to spot in Columbia. Go to drink. I'm going to judge you however you answer. <laughs> I'm sure you will. Um, that's a good question, actually. Um, let's say we won at 7 o'clock. I'm probably not getting off work till 1 or 2 a.m. And I honestly can't think of a better situation than, like, being with my coworkers at Williams-Brice. We're the only ones there. The only lights that are on are our cinematic – LEDs that are just like the staple of Williams Bryce. And, you know, we hang out, we get our, our work done and then we just sit and hang out and kind of reminisce, but also just chalk it up and have a good time. And like, that honestly is the perfect situation for me because my coworkers, I love to death. And like, those are some of our best times is, you know, especially after a win, just like having a good time and like, nobody wants to leave. Um, and honestly, if I'm, if I'm explaining that scenario, after a long game and enduring the night, a crisp Diet Coke does me absolute wonders. It's unbelievable. You, you want to talk about getting somebody back into it, a Diet Coke will do it for me, especially when I'm with my coworkers. I'm like, dang, this is it right here. Like, I can't, this is, can't get any better. <laughs> this is life. I'm living it. This is life. And it's probably not the answer you were expecting, but I gave you that one because that's what I think of. Yeah, I love it. It's our most PG answer, and I'm here for it. I love it. Give me Columbia Craft IPA. <laughs> you know, that's not a bad option either, though. I uh, boys, any other hot seat questions for Alex before we let him off? Hey, awesome. Alex, you passed it with flying colors, man. We appreciate the hell at you. We're going to talk some other sports here. If you want to chop it up with us, I don't know if you sure. know much about NBA, NFL, that type of stuff. You're more than welcome yeah, to. If you man, I'm down to hang. If you all want me, I'd be happy to stay. Yeah. Hey, come on, brother. Let's have sure. you on. Well, let's do your turn. Cool, cool. Well, let's talk about the UCFL, which has taken flight during this springtime. I don't know if you got a chance to watch any of it, Alex. Uh, but it's it gives us a little little light into like, oh, we've had some spring games, drafts coming up, kind of bridging the, the football gap that we've been missing. Yeah. Uh, but the USFL has tried some new things, kind of like the XFL, but they haven't partnered with the NFL officially like the XFL has. Uh, and so I really just want our thoughts on how the USFL is doing, how can it get better, that type of stuff. Any and all thoughts, if you guys got them, let it rip. I didn't see um, – I saw something on Terrell Owens, but I wasn't I wasn't sure if he was playing in the USFL. <laughs> that's the fan control league. So that's, that's, yeah, that's the fan league. control league. He caught a tutty, though. So shout yeah, out to yeah, him. Yeah, that's what I saw. And old. I was like, I don't think this is the same as US. I also saw Coach Jeff Fisher with the yes. backwards hat in the I USFL. Thought, and I was yeah. like, Jeff Fisher would be a backwards hat guy. Yep. <laughs> I'm here for it. He looks cool as hell, by the way. So I'm yeah. a big backwards hat guy. So I love it. Other than uh, that, I didn't watch any of this too, even too though you're other... wearing front words out right now but it's cool i know i know i was trying to be professional show the logo all that good stuff the uh, biggest yeah, the biggest ahead. complaint that i've heard and i wouldn't say it's mine but like people were just kind of bashing the play and it's like this isn't nfl level play here like these people these players are developing i mean i don't like using the development league for this but i mean you can't expect the, the same level of play like you do on Sunday. So people need to kind of tone their expectations down 
a little bit, I feel. No, I, I think you're right. And I don't know if you saw this, but the specialists have been blaming the ball. The ball weighs about five more ounces than a normal ball, and it's not proportional five ounces. Like, it's lopsided because they're trying to process how the ball thrown in the train, get all those mechanics and stats during live games. Um, and so a lot of quarterbacks and kickers and punters are not very happy with the ball right now, which a little different. But I think you hit the nail on the head, Tim. Play is not to Sunday level, which we'll all come to expect. It's not even Saturday level. But these guys have only practiced four or six weeks together. Uh, the ball's obviously lopsided, different size. And it, so it's going to take some time for it to gel. I hope it stays because it gives us springtime football. But I, I'm not hopeful. I don't know. It might get bellied up again. <laughs> but I did love, I don't know if you guys saw this. To see what he's got saw. a helmet cam. Okay, here's the collision. There's Scooby. You'll see a little live action there. I'm here for it. Notes as a creative. That's I haven't seen that before. Oh yeah, there you go. Um, but I love those type of views. Like if you're gonna give me that mid game, I'm here for it. But I better see like someone get rocked or a sick juke or something. I don't want to see you just. 32 zone and it goes for four yards and that's it. Like, give me something else. Give me some good stuff there. But I'm sure as a content creator, you're loving that. Oh yeah, it's cool. I've I've actually never seen that. So I was like, when I saw that three seconds ago, I was like, dang, we got to figure out a way to do that this summer. That's that's sick. We got to get on that hill before somebody else does. But I mean, obviously they already did. But no, that's it. I'm sure there's a GoPro you could like put right there, maybe just, you know, mock it down to a small size or something. Might be able to sneak you in there. I don't know. Yeah. That thing's going to have to take a beating, though. <laughs> you get like a lot of Jeez. <laughs> I love it. Well, other NFL news coming up. The match is set. This time, I don't know, Alex, you play a lot of golf or not. South Carolina, it's got some beautiful golf courses down there. I play a little bit of golf. I'm, I, I do it more for pleasure and less for competition. But, you know, boys and I will go out every once in a while and, and get it going out there on the on the court. Hey, you and me both, man. I, I don't play for money because I am terrible at it. But I do love it until I get mad. There you uh, go. Yeah. Uh, well, we got Brady and Rogers teaming up to take on Mahomes and Josh Allen. Kind of a passing of the torch quarterback classes here. We've had arguably the GOAT of NFL, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, who's been consistent MVP numbers since he started. And then you got Mahomes and Allen who have been creeping up and, and trying to take over that, that mantle on the gridiron. Now they're teeing off on the on the nine or eighteen holes here. What's your all thoughts on this one? So they're not teaming up with professional okay. golfers. No, so it's a little different from years past. Yeah, that's a little. I I was a little frustrated by that. I I kind of like the quarterback with uh with a player, but uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm a I'm a Rogers fan, and I'm just like I don't know. I just. I wish he would. You're just mad he's teamed up with Tom Brady. That's all it is. No, I like Tom Brady. I think the NFL is smart right now. They they're in the off season. It's like okay, how can we like keep people engaged? Like we might as well just put four of our biggest stars, put them on the on the golf course and call it a day, and let them do their own thing. It's like easy money, dude. Absolutely, that's exactly what I've been saying. Like this is like yes, people love to see Tiger and Tom together. But now you get Tom and Aaron, and you get to hear them shit talk each other. Like, I'll see you in about three weeks or four weeks. Like, this is going to make all types of money. You being a content creator, you're going to get all types of content from this. Like, this is going to be chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. No, this is what they should do. 
They should do each team has to put two of their players. So like you have a Packers duo, you have a Patriots duo, you have and and they do like a whole weekend and and it's basically just a poor man's masters. Like by Sunday you're like, Oh man, Mason Crosby and Aaron Rodgers are are leading with four holes to go or whatever. I'd be all I in. I don't think it's selling tickets though. It's maybe for you and the Green Bay faithful, but like no one's like, oh fucking Mason Crosby's teeing off. Let's go see this. Like, come on. Or like, uh, I'm trying to think, like, who would be like a big linebacker, like giving it a stab, and they're just trash, like Bond Miller or something. Yeah. Yeah. Matt, Tim, any thoughts on this? Josh Allen, just why? Just why? <laughs> what has he done to? To just be in this group of men here, I just don't get it. Why do you hate this man so much? Because everyone just like, I don't know, they seem to just slobber over him, but he hasn't done anything. Tim, I actually, I'll agree with you on that take. I agree Um, with you. Though the three are Super Bowl champs. I don't agree with your just hatred of Josh Allen, but I'm with you. He's, He's definitely not on this level. Who would you have yeah. said then, Tim? Who would yeah, you, you replace him? Don't really? say James Winston. Don't say James Seriously? Seriously? Don't, don't you dare James say James <laughs> I mean, it's it's pretty clear. I would put Stafford in there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Fair. Whoa. Why are you, Evan? What are you laughing for? Because <laughs> I was with you, and then now I'm not. Now I'm like, all right, you're trolling again. Like put Baker Mayfield in that conversation. Yeah, let's put Baker in there. Yeah. Shit, put Baker in there. I, I, he, he's drumming up more business than Josh Allen right now. I just don't get Josh Allen. I just don't get it. Like, uh, you're a Lions fan. You just don't get excellence. I hear you. Whew. Like, Ouch. like, uh, I, I just don't know. This whole, it, it almost seems forced. You know, the other three can be like, oh yeah, like they they've they've hit the pinnacle of NFL. And now this is like extracurricular. And then you have Josh Allen. It's like, what? Am I the only one that sees that? Yeah, I don't know who the fourth could be. Though. I was, that's a good question. Because like with Russell Wilson, I feel like that'd be probably the best pick. But even those other three seem like they're in a different stratosphere at this point. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Listeners, watchers, let us know yeah. who you'd replace with them with. In, Jimmy uh, G. All right, get out of here, Tim. Yo, Jimmy Jimmy G has more Super Bowls than Rodgers and Mahomes. Think yeah, about that. Bowl like, here, wasn't it? No, yeah. no, su- no Super Bowl. I could have won those Super Bowls with oh, sitting on the bench. Up, I got you. Yeah. All right, I can't deal with you anymore. <laughs> All right, NFL, we got the draft coming up in nine days. Nine days away from the draft. Uh, I know South Carolina, you're probably buzzing down there, Alex, because – you got some guys in the draft that, that could make some splash. Maybe not top five talent, you know, projected. But I think there's a lot of South Carolina ball players out there that can creep up in the second, third, fourth round, and they can make a really impact. Which is awesome for you guys because you get to make content. You get to put them up on your NFL walls there and say, "Hey, come be a part of this. Be the next part of the NFL wall." Which is pretty cool for you guys. Yeah, we uh, we're we're super excited right now. Last year, I was able to go with Shy Smith, who is currently on the Panthers right now. I went to his house on draft day um, and to, to capture that moment. That was, I mean, unbelievable. You talk about like a kid, a local kid going to a local team. Like it was, it was unbelievable. But 
I, you know, I haven't got my assignment yet for, for this year's draft. I know we don't, I don't know if we have as many guys as last year, um, mm-hmm. but you know, we, we got draft videos get kind of ramping up for them as, as we get closer and, you know, all of our guys are going to show out for us no matter what, wherever they go. Um, so we'll, we'll definitely have somebody with each of them and we'll be ready to capture that moment. Cause you know, it's, it's a special moment. It's special, you know, like it's just, it's special to be a part of, you know, it's, it's usually a guy, a football player, a big manly guy being really vulnerable um, cause it's a special moment for them and an ability to be like on the next level and on the big stage. And, you know, we get to be a part of that. So that's pretty cool. Hey, you're damn right. And, you know, tell Justin, Hey, you got nine days, man. Lock me into a location right now. Let's go get yeah. it. Yeah, for real. That's awesome. Well, boys, you know, looking at our top five draft here, what is the pub sports talk mock draft locking in one through five? And I'll go through our order here. We're at the Jackson number one, the Lions number two, Texans three, uh, number four and five is kind of up for grabs right now. It's supposed to be the Jets and Giants. This could change because of some trades, but we'll say the Jets for Giants number five. And I'll, I'll go ahead and get started. Aiden Hutchinson. Edge rusher, amazing for Michigan. I think he's a solid number one pick. He's no. going to Jacksonville, which I don't know if that's if that's the ticket or not. But then you got Trayvon Walker, defensive lineman from Georgia, who Alex, I'm sure you know a lot about, whether you like to or not. Yeah, we do. Yeah, one stud of a player. He's six five, two hundred seventy two player, two hundred seventy two pounds. If I talk, and dude's just a menace to offensive lineman. Uh, and then Thibodeau being another edge rusher. Those three, I'd be looking at the top five for all three of them to go somewhere. I, I think defense is the way to go for this draft. We don't see a lot of quarterbacks being taken, a lot of wide receivers, running backs. But I think defense is what you want for this one. What's your all's thoughts on this? I think Aiden, I think Aiden Hutchinson is the best. I think he's the best player available. And, and I don't know where mock drafts are putting him. I feel like he's kind of being slept on, like maybe second or third pick. But you're talking about a guy who kind of similar to like the Watt brothers, just can disrupt can disrupt as one player on a defense, can just make, a, make an impact immediately. Um, so I think he'd be a great snag for the Jags. Um, Tim, I know your lines are sitting there at two, so maybe maybe he'll slip and fall to you guys. But he's, he's for me, kind of a no-brainer pick. But also, I, I mean, we've talked about how this is a this is a defensive draft, and, and really maybe even a, a in the trenches draft, like going for offensive line, defensive line. So maybe maybe Hutchinson is kind of the sexy pick, like he's the edge rusher. Um, but there's also some great like interior guys. So actually, my the my uh, my pick, I guess my joke, good pick that I like. You gotta go for Sauce Gardner just because his name oh. is Sauce. I'm like, get lost this in the guy, sauce out there. This guy, exactly. I'm like, this guy has to be like, I, I just feel like that his name is just made to make an early impact in the NFL. Dude can ball out too, playing from Cincinnati. I mean, I think he's gonna he's gonna go somewhere, and you gotta jump if you're his agent. Jump on that brand right now. Get some limited edition sauce out there for your chicken nuggets or whatever it might be. And uh, let's rip up. Let's rip up some offenses. There's got to be a highlight reel with uh, who's saying too much sauce. Too much uh, sauce. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm sure that's like a 2018 highlight cutout or something. You know, some of the mock drafts I've been looking at, 
has shown the Jaguars taking offensive lineman Iquanu. Iquanu, I saying that right? I'm but- probably butchering it. I hope. Oh my gosh, I hope because Hutchison staying in Detroit would just be like. You know, people are people's biggest complaint on Hutchison, from what I've seen, is that they think like, okay, he's already kind of hit his ceiling. Like, yes, he's the best player of the draft, but is the potential there? Oh, that's the stupidest argument. I, I don't, I don't. They I do that I, all I the time. I agree. They did that it's, with Jonathan Taylor, with uh, the, yeah, when he was coming out of Wisconsin. It's like the classic cop out, like, oh, but can he have potential? In the... It's so dumb, but. I'm hoping it drums up enough that he falls to the Lions because imagine him and Dan Campbell. Like, oh my gosh. Oh gosh. It would be amazing. <laughs> oh, a man can dream. But um, I'm hopeful. I'm also hopeful the Panthers are crazy enough to trade up and maybe take the number two pick. And I don't know if they're crazy enough to try a quarterback. That's the thing. Like, I don't know if they're getting like the itchy trigger finger and like if Matt rule doesn't start doing something, then he's out or that's kind of my crazy pick of the day is that Panthers actually trade up with the lions for their number two pick. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Which, I mean, you get some good draft capital there, Tim. Yeah. You guys are sitting in a good spot right now. Yes. Matt, Alex, any, any thoughts here about a mock draft and anybody who you see going on one or who's getting slept on? I mean, I got to say, I think Hutchinson, I mean, how can you not take him? Like, he's just been – he's been a force all year. Like, he is just – I mean, he's just been a force. Like, he, he just he just takes over the game on the defensive side. So, it's like, it's like how could you not? Like, he's a big guy. He's, he's understood the assignment all season. Like, you know, if you're going to take a chance on somebody and you need defense, like, he seems like the go-ahead, easy money pick, right? Exactly, right? Like – you need him. Jacksonville clearly needs some defense yeah. to help touch down Jesus down there. Yeah, get him. Seal him. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Trevor Lawrence needs some help. He, you know, I'm not a big fan of him because he's from upstate. But, you know, he's he's down bad down there because he's got no defense to help him out. And he can score all the touchdowns he wants, but he needs defense. So, I feel like this is a an easy money selection for them. Yeah. Matt? I'm just um, curious to see how many Bulldogs go in the, in the first round because um, they could literally dominate it. Um, you know, Trevor Walker, there's so many others that I got on name off the top of my head. But yeah, there's a lot of, uh, yeah, this could be a defensive draft, isn't it? Um, yeah, I mean, you guys all said all. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. And there's been a trend. You win the Natty. You're guaranteed probably five first-round picks, four first-round picks off the bat. That just seems to be the trend here. So, yeah, that's a good point. I wonder if there's going to be a my bookie Raphael type of bet out there, prop bet, how many Bulldogs you're going to take. Might have to hammer that. We'll see. All right. NBA, Matt, or Alex, you talked about growing up playing basketball, AAU. You got a favorite NBA team? I do. My favorite NBA team is the Miami Heat. We are sitting pretty right now. Are you living it? Um, we are living it. And it's honestly like this playoffs is, I think all around, I think it's one of the best playoffs we're, we're going to get in a while. Um, it's very like 2012, 2013 esque, which I think is like some of the peak years of NBA. Um, but there's really like, there's so many guys like teams that could come out of the East and the West. And like, it's not, it's not just the Warriors and the Cavs anymore. It's like, okay, 
anybody could could pull it out. And like, you know, in the East, you got like Brooklyn and they're like in a tough spot, but they could dark horse come out of the East. And then you got teams like, like the Phoenix Suns out West and they're like, they look so money, but then you got Golden State and, and they're healthy again. And they're scary AF. And, you know, it's just, it's just fun. Like the playoffs are back and like fans are back and it's just fun to watch again. Dude, yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. They've had some of the biggest ratings that they've had in four or five seasons for playoffs so far. And it, it seems to only be trending up, especially when you got Kyrie returning to Boston, throwing up the double birds, that type of stuff. That drives viewership. You love to see it and all types of stuff. Now, Alex, you're showing your age here a little bit because if you grew up a Heats fan in Georgia or Ohio or South Carolina, that means you follow LBJ a little bit. You know, it's actually, it's funny. It's a lot of people think that, and I have to tell this story because I was, I was in fifth grade. I think it was maybe 2009 and I was the most unathletic kid you could possibly be. And, and my dad was like, he's like, look, son, like we're putting you in sports. We're going to, we're going to put you in baseball. We're going to put you in basketball. You're going to start running cross country. Like you're going to the sports and you know, the NBA playoffs had just, like, they had just released a bracket. I remember, like, being out on the back porch. My dad always used to read the paper. And the playoff bracket was was in the newspaper. And he's like, all right, like, let's get all these teams. There's a picture for each of them. He's like, pick a team. doesn't matter who. I'll buy you a shirt. They're your team. Like, you're going to stick with this team. And I, I thought, I was like, okay, the Heat, that's, like, a cool name. And, like, my dad told me about this Dwayne Wade guy. And he seemed pretty cool. And so my dad got me a Dwayne Wade shirt. Still have it. It doesn't fit, but I, I still have it in my room. And from that day on, like, I was, I was like, you know what? I'm a Buckeye fan, but, like, I'll be a diehard Heat fan, too, and I'll embrace it. And then, of course, the LeBron Big Three era came and went, and that was, you know, unforgettable. And then we had some some rough years after that. But, I mean, it's fun again. And, you know, I've been a Heat lifer since that day, and being a part of Heat Nation is special. And, it's you know, there's not a lot of us up here. Um, but you know, when you find one every once in a while, it's fun to fun to be around them. But Heat Nation for life, and, and we're gonna see what they got coming this playoffs for sure. Hey, good for you, and good for your dad. Get a round of applause for yeah. him because yeah. if it's anything like me and Tim's situation, I I grew up a Cincinnati diehard fan because my father was, and so I was past that curse, much like Tim being past the curse of being a Detroit Lions fan. And so shout out for your dad to break generational curses there and say hey you gotta pick your own team i love well, i didn't get i didn't get it all because i'm still a diehard browns fan and i'm an oh. guardian now so you know i tell people like i have a brown jersey in my closet at home and it has like 12 layers of duct tape on the back last game because there was just every there was a new 11 every year and it was like i can't catch a break and then i finally got a baker jersey and now that does me no good either so it's like I got to get New Jersey. I got to find a new or get some brown duct tape and put it over his name for whoever's going to be six here. But I didn't get I didn't get all the blessings because I'm still a Browns fan. And I still got to embrace that as rocky road as that is. You know, it's it's not easy. But. Hey, fair enough. Real quick thoughts. Watson, we loving it, hating it. I initially didn't love it. I was like, you know what? He's kind of washed. Like, we haven't seen him in a year and a half. Like, whatever. I don't, I don't know how I feel. I'm a big Baker guy. I think he's given everything he's got to the city and, and to the fan base. And, like, you know, as you know, he hasn't been the greatest quarterback. But, like, we as a city and as a fan base love him. You know, he was, he's been our guy. Um, and then Deshaun Watson came out of nowhere. Like, I, all my friends here were like, dude, it's not happening. And I was like, oh, it might, you know, it might, they might pull it out. And then they did. And I was like, 
oh shoot, like this is my guy now. I got to support this guy. And initially, I wasn't a big fan of it, but you know, I've I've started to see kind of through some of the stuff that they've been posting, like you know, he's pretty bought in. Like he was there day one, and you know, the other day they were at practice, and we got a first look of you know him at practice, and he seems bought in and. You know, he's a good quarterback from what we've seen in the past, and I think we have a really good team, and we've kind of been looking for an answer at QB, and as great as Baker's been, like, this might be the answer we need. So I'm, I'm down for it. You know, I think I think the no, number one most important thing is, like, he's got to buy in to the fans and to the city. Like, that's what Cleveland begs not to need Cleveland, and they're going to – they will run him out of town if he doesn't do either of those things. So if he's if he's bought in – I'm here for it. I think he could be a big part of our success kind of going forward, but I think only time will tell for now. Hey, absolutely. Blue collar city. You got to work your ass off to be appreciated. And once yeah. you do, the dog pounds all for you. So yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Well, Hey, switching back to NBA here, playoffs heating up, you know, like you said, your heat are sitting in a real great spot. One Oh, they got game two tonight against the Hawks. Hawks really talented bunch, but it seems like injuries are caught up to them. Heat just keep rolling and loving it. 76ers up 2-0 on Toronto, Bucks up 1-0 on Chicago, and the Celtics up 1-0 on the Nets. On the Western side, we got Suns up 1-0 on New Orleans, Mavs and Jazz tied one apiece, which, you know, that that series right there for round one might be the series of them all, maybe. Then we got Warriors and Nuggets, Warriors up 2-0, and then T-Wolves not backing down from their Grizz. They want all the smoke. They're up one game on the Grizz. Uh, what's our thoughts for the NBA playoffs so far? Yeah, Jazz Mavs, you know, playing without Luka, and, and it felt like the Mavs stole one at home, if that makes any sense, because yeah, they yeah. were supposed to lose without Luka. Um, so if they get Luka back, it would be a good sign if if they can play well without him and then just imagine what they're doing with him. Um, I also wanted to touch on Miami Heat. I just think, I think they're the deepest team just as far as like their bench and their rotation. But the Sixers look like they're on the way to, they look like they're on the way to sweep the Raptors. And I think that could create for the most exciting second round matchup would be the Sixers versus the Heat, um, which is just, yeah, I, I think both those teams, like what you were saying, Alex, uh, just a lot of stories this year. And the Sixers as a four seed, they could easily, they could easily make a run. This could be Joel Embiid's time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that's been exciting. And then, obviously, go Wolves. I'm repping, repping my Minnesota today, uh, pulling for all the Minnesota teams tonight, Wild, Twins, and Timberwolves, um, as they try to take two games from John Morant. Yo, I got to say, I we've been talking about this all week, but that T-Wolves – Grizzlies matchup, I think, is going to be one of the best playoff series we've seen in a while. Like, the fact that those two guys, those teams got matched up is like, you got young guns versus young guns, like the future. You know, like being an Ohio State guy, I'm a big D fan and like been riding with him kind of since day one and like seeing him finally get his chance now to, to be great. And then you got like John Morant and Grizzlies are just like so fun to watch. And I feel like, I feel like that, like you talked about that jazz. Mavericks matchup and it's solid I think for sure but like I think about that Grizzlies T-Wolves matchup and it's like dang like this is going to go to seven and it's going to be like every game is going to be like game one like they're going to be at each other and they're going to be up each other's skins and like talk about Memphis wanting all the smoke but like you said like 
the T-Wolves want that smoke too, and they're coming for it. And it's like, it's just fun. Like it's, like I was saying earlier, like it's like old, like I think Heat Pacers, like 2012, 2013, like it was dogs fighting dogs. And like, it was brutal and it was tough and it was fun to watch. And you got these two out there out in the West. And even though it's like, or Minnesota is not really West. I don't, I don't get that. But you got this Western Conference matchup and it's like, dang, like these guys are going at each other and it's fun to watch. You're absolutely right. It's kind of an old school physical basketball. Like, hey, you didn't get your points, but you're going to film the next morning. Like, yeah, absolutely. I'm also curious, you know, this feels like a year the Warriors. This feels like this, like, it feels like the Warriors are playing at the right time. They've got Steph back, which was weird. Steph came off the bench last night and dropped like 38. I've seen a lot of like six, six man of the year, Steph Curry, just like trolling. Um, but yeah, Steph basically just took over last night in the at the end of the second or the first half there. But uh, yeah, just some great stories. Like you're you're looking ahead, like okay, Warriors if they played the Suns, you know what does that look like? You're looking at okay, like Sixers Heat, you know would they have to would the winner of that take on the Bucks or can the Nets kind of sneak their way? Or, you know, is this, is this the Celtics that people are kind of sleeping on Boston? So, yeah, Alex, I just – you're going to be ringing in the back of my mind. Just great call on – it feels like it's it's a decade ago. feels like there's a lot of teams on the rise trying to figure out if, if there's going to be a next dynasty, like who who's going to be the next team yeah. um, that that could be born, you know, just, just within this summer. Definitely. Tim, Matt, any NBA thoughts for you guys? Kind of just echoing what you guys said. I think this, and I mean, the circumstances are different, but I feel like this is the best basketball we've seen in, in quite a while. Um, yeah. It's just, we, we've talked about it before, about it being a little more physical, and that's the kind of basketball I grew up with, and that's the kind I obviously lean toward. So, you know, throw a little bows in there, get get a little gritty, and, and I'm all for it. Um yeah, I, I, I'm not normally not a huge fan of Kyrie, but I, I like the double fingers. What can I say? I'm a fan of it. Yo, I am too. Like, if you're gonna say, "Hey, f you, you're a pussy," I hate you, Kyrie. You better get ready for him to chirp back. Like, yeah. you suck, Kyrie. Suck my dick. Like, I'm here for it. Like, Kyrie firing back. I love it. I'm here for it. I think the NBA needs a villain again, and you got like. You got Trey Young doing his little bowing thing, and like everybody hates him. But then you got Kyrie, and like, like I think back to like Kyrie back when he was in Cleveland, and he was like this young gun, and he was Uncle Drew, and he was like the fan favorite. And now everybody hates this guy, and he's like fully embracing it, and it's it's cool because like we haven't had a villain in a while in the NBA, and like he is he has just said, you know what, I'm about to embrace this, and just like. I don't give a damn about the $50,000 fines. Like, keep them coming because I'm going to keep doing me, and I think it's sick. Dude, exactly. And, and like you said, like, people hate LeBron. Me. I hate LeBron. <laughs> but he never leaned into the villain role. He never, like, I'm truly taking over. I'm, I'm firing back. He's like, hey, get that person out. They said a bad word to me. Kyrie's like, hey, bring it on. I am the Joker. I'm here to cause all the havoc. So, Alex, you hit that nail right on the head, man. Matt, NBA, we didn't get your picks last week. Real quick, rounding up, the guy from Britain who knows nothing about NBA here, what do you got for us? Uh, right, this will be quick fire stuff. 
Suns, Jazz, Warriors, Wolves, Heat because of uh, Alex. 76ers, Bucks, and Celtics. Love it. Look, that's money picks, man. There we go. That's, that's all you need to know about the NBA playoffs in a round one. Right <laughs> I love it. Matt, I don't have any graphics for footy time. I do apologize, but real quick, you want to fire off. There's been some great footy action for us in the Premier League and across the world, really. First of all, Matt, respect on the pub call last week. They Brentford! Brentford with like what? Is a extra time goal? Mm. Yes. To put us uh, to put us right in the pub parlay to hit just to watch it crash and burn with the canes. Oh yeah, my friend was actually at that game and he was telling me uh he was behind the goal and as he was watching the ball get crossed over the last minute, uh, the defender lined up, jumped in the air and he headed it so cleanly and like soon as he made contact with that ball, what you're thinking? There's only where this there's only one place where this is going, and it's in the back of the net. And yeah, absolute raptures. My friend went absolutely crazy. Um, unbelievable. Yeah. Com- completely forgot that was in the pub parlay. Yeah, I was sitting even like, more even more stoked that it's just realized it's one of money. Unreal. Yeah, I was sitting at Curiosity Coffee. Alex, shout out, great coffee place. Uh, sitting there on a Saturday, and I'm watching the game unfold, and I'm like, nothing ruins a Saturday like watching the parlay. Just fold off Maddie's football picks, <laughs> and and I'm watching extra time, just like disgruntled, like you know, screw soccer, like this is so dumb. And then it was, you know, Bradford. Then it was just like I'm going nuts in yeah. this coffee shop. People are like, "What's going?" That's but, that's, uh, but yeah, yeah, Matt, that's... respect on the call. I won't judge you again. Uh, <laughs> great pick. You can pick Brentford whenever you want. <laughs> well, I picked Brentford because I know Tim's Watford aren't very good at the moment. Um, and it looks like they will be going back down relegated to the championship. But sidetrack from that, talk about the FA Cup. Uh, Manchester City 2, Liverpool 3 uh, in the first semi-final. Man- Liverpool went up 3-0 um, at half-time. They absolutely dominated them. Um, and Man City and Liverpool played each other twice three times in the last two weeks is pretty crazy and these two man city liverpool are like so close together in the premier league there's one point between them um and in the other semi-final you've got chelsea palace chelsea beat palace 2-0 um chelsea won't control for the whole game no real surprise there through so you got chelsea and liverpool in the final of the fa cup and then looking forward to the Premier League, there is only six games left. Only six games left. And at the moment, Liverpool are two points clear, sorry, over Manchester City, who have got a game in hand. So in the upcoming weeks, keep out on the Premier League because it's going to be Liverpool or Manchester City to win the league. And whoever drops points, whoever you know gets, gets a draw or who doesn't win, will literally lose a league. And it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy these last few weeks. Hey, I love it. I'm here for it. Well, uh, you know, I've been getting more into footy, especially without football. I've needed something. And as Mm. much as I love baseball and Savannah Savannah Bananas, which Alex, I know you would work for past two years. We had talked about for you, which is electric. You know, we should have asked you more questions about them. But footy's, man, I've been love watching it. It's been awesome. Watched it earlier today. All right, 
pub parlay time. Let's make some money. One day I'll get the audio right. There it is. <laughs> Alex, basically give us any sports bet you want for this weekend, and we're going to make it work for us here. And we're going to add a pub parlay. Hopefully we'll make some money. If not, it is what it is. We're used to losing. so No <laughs> hey, pressure. I'm, I'm used yeah. to losing, too, so I, I'll join you in that club. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the Heat in five. I don't know what the spread is. I don't know what the odds are in Vegas, but I know. I know a lot of people are calling for a sweep. I would bet my money, and I would bet the house on them winning. Heat, Heat in five. All right, I like it. We're gonna. We'll let it roll. I love it. Um. Other than that, God, I don't. I don't know. Are they? Are they putting money on the uh, the Rogers, Brady, Mahomes? They will. They haven't dropped the odds yet, but yeah, those will be coming real soon. You, who's like, going to win that one? I feel like we got to we got to go with with the OGs. Like Brady and Rogers are those dudes. We've seen them golf too before. Like I remember seeing that. I guess was last year or two years ago, mm-hmm. wherever, whenever it was. But like they are those dudes, and they're gonna they're gonna come and they're gonna put on a show, and the young guns are not gonna be ready for it. So I'm taking I'm taking them every time. Dude, you're absolutely right. I mean, Mahomes is making TikToks with his brother and wife. You know, Allen is getting hate from Tim, and he's got to deal with that hate. And so Rodgers and Brady, their time's free. They can play all the golf they want. I'm with you. I think I'm hammering down the OGs, too. Uh, Tim, Matt, Evan, what's our parlay pick for this week? So with the absence of Slate, Wolverhampton Wanderers are playing Burnley away, and Burnley have just sacked their manager. So I'd be tempted to put Wolverhampton Wanderers for Slate. But I'm also going to go different to what I haven't mentioned tonight. I'm tempted to go Charles Leclerc to win the Emilia Romana Grand Prix. That's a Grand Prix in Italy. A little F1 here. How do you spell that guy's name? F1. Charles Leclerc. It's like it's Charles, Charles. Leclerc. But like it's pronounced Hey, you'll Charles see it. Leclerc. When you pull up, you'll, you'll see it. Fits. Charles yeah. Leclerc. Got him. Charles Leclerc. <laughs> All right, I got a, I got a doozy here. We're going the Pittsburgh Maulers over the Philadelphia Stars on Saturday, USFL. <laughs> I, I love the pick. I'm here for it, but <laughs> my bookie does not care about the USFL. I'm sorry. Oh my god, Raphael, what are you doing? <laughs> All right, um, gosh, I'm gonna fine. I'll go with Boston stealing one at Brooklyn on Saturday night. Ooh. Oh, they'll be the dog there, which is good. It's a terrible playoff atmosphere, so I would not put it past them doing that. No, like you would think they'd be rocking, but I guess there's better shit to do in Brooklyn. I don't know. Yeah, no. I got. I'm gonna go Maple Leafs over the Panthers on Saturday. I, I know the Panthers are hot right now. They're they're probably the best team. Fear them or. Um, avalanche or, or the flame at this point but maple leafs are a playoff team they're they're playing they've been pretty hot they've they've folded a few times but i think they come in just under the radar they're playing tampa bay on thursday already in florida i feel like they'll be adjusted that's my pick i i, I think it's it's gonna be a money maker um stand by it but yeah but i but i think we ride the the maple leafs no, I think it's a solid pick. They've been heating up on offense here. Defense has been pretty good. Yes, they're going against the Hot Panthers, but like you said, they're just that Florida time zone difference, and so life's going to be good for them. Uh, 
Matt, I'm going footy here. I'm going Bundesliga. I'm going RP Lipzig. Give me them to get a big win Saturday. I think, uh, you know, I've been betting on them here and there, and they've, they've, they've been producing for me, so I can't complain. Against Union Berlin. Okay. Yep. Haven't heard of them. Don't care about them. How you doing? Keep it moving. <laughs> they're, RP they're is getting the job done. They're good side, but I, I will back you. I love it. All right, I got Matt's support. We're rolling. Hey, this is going to hit. We're going to make some big money. Alex, if we make money, we'll cash up you. That sounds good to me. I'm not, I need it, that's for sure. Hey, I understand that, brother. <laughs> well, hey, we got one random question, then we're out of here, we're done, and we can't thank you enough for hopping on. Yeah. And, Matt, it was Easter weekend. You had a great random question for us, so I'll let you take it away. Yes, yeah, so as you mentioned, uh, Easter just passed. Um, my question is, what is your favorite Easter egg? Favorite what? Easter egg. Easter egg. And he means like the candy flavored Easter eggs, like Snickers or. Oh. Right? Is that what how you meant it? Yeah, yeah. Lost in translation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like mine is is the caramel flavored. You break it open; it's got the caramel oozing out of it. Can't go wrong. Call me old fashioned. I, I like the Reese's. The ooh, Reese's ooh, egg ooh. with the peanut butter in the center. I mean, I didn't even think it's an oldie but a goodie. Yeah. I think I think once you said it, I I was I was certain on it. That Snickers egg hits. Ooh. I mean, it's huge. It's just like you take it out of the box. You're like, damn, this is a foot, and I get to cut this thing open and just throw it in my mouth. That that <laughs> that to me is Easter Sunday. It's like let's bring out the Snickers egg and let's do it. You know, I love it. I don't I don't know besides the Reese's egg. I, I think I'm with Tim. I, I think I'm a Reese's egg guy. Uh, I'm all about uh, Cadbury's mini eggs. So you gotta get a big egg, and then within the egg, get all these little mini eggs. It's pretty crazy. It's like, it's like a nest, nesting doll, but it's a nesting yeah, egg. Yeah, yeah. And we just crack it's it like open. A, it's like one of those Russian dolls where you just take a, you know, one off the, and there's a smaller one, and there's a smaller one. But yeah. <laughs> I'm here for it. The diabetes is here for it, and I'm here for it. Do it. Hey, Alex, we can't thank you enough for hopping on, man. We greatly appreciate it. We're going to be watching, and uh, hopefully, you know, we know you're going to keep making some dope-ass content. And uh, anytime you want to come back on, dude, talk sports with us, you're more than welcome to. Absolutely. Thank you all so much for having me. It's been great. It's been great talking South Carolina and talking my life with you all and and talking sports. It's been great. Um, Thank you all for having me, and go Gamecocks, right? That's right. Let's go, Cox. Let's go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. (laughs) I love it. All right. We'll catch you guys next week for Tuesday. Our 100th episode going to be a fan favorite. Already called it. Bye. Have a wonderful time. See ya. In a bit, go well. Yo, their point guard, I don't know what he runs in a 40, but that man is quick. Yo, I, I fuck with the spiders, man. And just like yeah. Richmond in general is a good place to hang out. I'm going to pick them just off the strength. That gave me really great pointers on how to get pissed up before a soccer game. So I'm really excited. Wait, what are the pointers? <laughs> How's the journey? This magic in September is like one of the hottest athletes in the world. <laughs> it was like FU up Fridays. And I guess he just, he got me. I game of baseball but it has different rules that go along with it that kind of go behind our underlying theme of getting fans involved keeping fans if interested. i catch it in my in my beer uh, does that still count 10 seconds